0: What makes me mad about the aliens? Okay, hi everybody, welcome to the bonus episode. Our dear friend Elliot is here again. Brought to you by GorisNexus.com. Don't forget about Fairly Decent Golf. What makes me mad about the alien stuff? We're talking about Göbekli Tepe. We're talking about ancient uh, civilizations. The, the the discounting of the genius of man is what pisses me off. Like, oh, how could they have you know made these pyramids? And well, one is slave labor. One. The other one is they were great engineers. And why why does it have to be aliens? Why does it always have to be fucking aliens? Like, it, it, well, we don't make anything like that anymore. No, we don't make anything like that anymore. We don't make anything beautiful anymore. It's grotesque. You know what I mean? I saw a post, Elliot, on the family Facebook, on one of my medieval groups I'm part of. Even the fucking storm drains 500 years ago were artistically done. Mm-hmm. Even storm drains. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so no, we don't make anything nice anymore. But that doesn't mean the aliens came down here like, oh, you know, sort of, you know, if you line these up and it's Orion's belt and it's what's the one that we that, that you told me about that these idiots said that it was like basically a radio tower uh, that they all connect to each other. And it's like a radio to, to extraterrestrials. That is a load of horseshit. It, it's not real. I'm not saying I think
1: that was the pyramids.
0: Okay. Either way, mm-hmm. it's all bullshit. Okay. <laughs> yeah i'm not saying there aren't extraterrestrials. i
1: mean it would be pretty cool i, but I don't it's know not real. the
0: scope and size of the universe is beyond my understanding okay i still get mad when i have to drive all the way through pennsylvania okay and that's seven hours and i'm like oh god i fucking I hate where's where's the high-speed rail i fucking hate this because i don't like to fly anymore because listen <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna date myself here you're gonna have to forgive me for this my friend I come from a time when I could show up 20 minutes before a flight, okay? And I could have a pocket knife, okay? Mm -hmm. As much toothpaste and mouthwash in the biggest container that you could find, my family could stand at the jetway and wave me off as I got onto the airplane. Okay? 20 minutes, all right? Now going to the airport, by the time I get on the plane, fly arrive at my destination, get transport to where I need to go, because I'm not living at the airport, obviously, I might as well, it's another two hours, I just might as well drive. Now, maybe that's the Midwestern in me like that. I know that Midwesterners measure things in hours and not miles like, oh, you know, it's only a 14 hour drive. Well, yeah, okay. Um, If we're going to St. Louis or something like that, or going to Florida, fine. Uh, But it just neighbor, I, I, when we start talking about, oh, do you know how many hundreds of millions of light years? And, you know, could this be? I don't really care. <laughs> I, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared. Like when you start to like black holes, scare the shit out of me, because think about it. They're, they're the, the thing that, that, that keeps order in the universe, right? We're talking about strictly, strictly from a scientific point of view.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At the center, they speculate that are supermassive black holes at the center of our galaxy and like Andromeda, for example, our nearest neighbor, these things eat time, they eat light, but they are the one thing that keeps the whole thing spinning in order. But then there's their cousins that are roaming around eating time and planets and all sorts of other shit they just travel around doing whatever they want. It's like my kid in the refrigerator, it shows up And it just starts eating and raiding and, you know, it it could be a bad time for all of us. That stuff scares me, but I'm also kind of like intrigued by it. But there's no aliens came here to build this stuff. No aliens came here to build this stuff. And then the argument, too, is if they did show up, like the government releasing all this horse shit that what was it, Angel, that that guy went to Congress and he was like, well, I need to do this in a skiff mode. Bro, blow me, blow me. You either break the news here because you got a captive audience and you know it. There's nothing they have nothing to bring up. They have nothing to bring up. All the scary shit that people see in the sky, the tic-tac thing, that's all government shit. It's all government shit. They're 50, 60 years ahead of what we're allowed to see. And who knows really what Raytheon and Northrop Grumman, Lockheed are really up to, okay? Um, forget it. We're not worried about it. The aliens didn't build shit, okay? I would love the storyline of Predator versus Alien. You go down to Antarctica and there's this pyramid and you know they have the hunting ground. And all, yeah, that's exciting because I'd love to see the Predator fight the alien. I root for the Predator. I root for the predator 100%. I don't like the alien. The xenomorph, not a fan. Zero out of 10. The face fucker that gets on you, I don't like that guy at all. Um, the mouth rape, I'm not a fan. That's a zero out of 10. So I'm team predator 100%. I'm going to help him out any way he needs to be helped. Um, just That's just me. But I, But as soon like I love ancient, ancient history, like old, old, old world stuff. I love Assyrian history. I love Babylonian history. Even going back to before things were written, I'm into that. As soon as you throw fucking aliens in there, I got to leave. I, I can't have this discussion any further. Do you understand what I'm saying here?
2: Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like even not to divert it from, you know, aliens to biblical, but even like in some of the religious podcasts I listen to, you know, they talk about like in the pyramids you're refer- referring to. They say how oh aliens had to build this or like, you know. People in the Old Testament in that time period, they're just stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. And they're like, why are we assuming just because it's 2023, we're the most smartest people that ever existed? And everybody back then was a bunch of monkeys. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's like, no, they have the same capacity as us as far as intellect and all that kind of stuff. So we shouldn't just look back then and just, you know, dismiss anything as like, oh, they couldn't have done it. They had to have had aliens, you know, or some other type of divine power. So, yeah, I I am 100% in agreement with you. I think Aliens is a cop-out. It's like, you know, it's it's just frustrating, you know, it's like because okay, say it is, aliens. what am I supposed to do with that? I literally can't do anything with that. the same thing with space. Like my dad, he loves space. When uh, Musk was talking about sending people up into space, he was like, I signed up for that. I'm like, dad, I love you, but we are poor. We're never going to go. And even if you did <laughs> get to go, it'll probably blow up in the atmosphere or say you get into space. Now what? You're stuck in this tube and you're going to fly and sit in this one spot and shit your pants and then die. Like that doesn't sound like a good time. I'm not about it. I'm Sorry. Right. I got enough problems here. I'm going to try to figure this shit out. And then maybe once the (laughs) Aliens show up potentially in Minecraft. Then we have those problems to deal with.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. I'm I'm with your dad. I'm fascinated, but I'm not going. Like, I'm just not leaving.
1: I think a lot of this stuff comes from because the ancients were always depicting the sky, you know, like uh, our previous ancestors, you know, things like that. So, you know, they're always depicting the sky, but they're depicting the sky because Earth constantly goes through. Twice a year, we go through the Torrid Meteor Stream, and it happens at the end of June and the end of October, beginning in November. The Torrid Meteor Stream uh, is remnants of a comet that exploded long, 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 long time ago. So the Earth passes through it twice a year, and during that time frame, um, it, the sky where Taurus, the Bull, is, and the Pleiades, um, all of those astrological signs and star constellations um, in the sky at the time that's where it looks like these comets you know are, are coming from or these fragments of this comet um, so these meteorites are coming from this area and it would impact Earth when we would cross through it and that's where a lot of the um, issues, you know, you would say people would say, oh, you know, shit's falling from the sky, right? Like the sky is falling, whatever. Um, so it comes from that. And I think that uh, Gobekli Tepe was like an, an astronomical or astrological viewing, you know, the skies type of uh, observatory. So that's where, um, you know, their, their depictions of everything comes from. But it has nothing to do with aliens. No, they were just they didn't want to get, you know, they're keeping an eye on it because we pass through it twice a year.
0: I mean, we're just as helpless now against that event happening and, I as mean, they were then.
1: Yeah, but it, like it's not as, you know, if you can imagine like a long, 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 long time ago, there was a shit ton of debris. And as time oh, yeah. goes on, that debris, you know, the ejecta either comes down to Earth, it burns up in the atmosphere before it gets here or it actually impacts Earth. Or maybe it goes off in another direction. I don't know. It's space, right? So, like,
0: right.
1: you know, they, they were keeping an eye on it because it was such a, a huge factor to us once upon a time. I mean, now it's, you know, it's still a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal as it once was.
0: True. True. I, you know, it, it, but the thing is too, like, I'm, I really mean this one. I like the, the idea that something's coming this way, there's still nothing I could do about it. Right. Like, I was having this discussion uh, with a family member, and, uh, you know, he's all worked up about what's happening in the Middle East, you know, the same thing that's been happening for about 2,000 years, just people not getting along, and I'm like, what am I, like, I, I, I don't worry about that stuff, Because first, do I feel bad? Yes, of course I do. I don't like when innocent people are harmed, period. Um, it's awful when people have to bury their children. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable.
1: Mm-hmm. It's terrible.
0: What am I going to do about it? Nothing. 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 I, I, I well,
1: like, you know, a lot of those uh, pyramids in, in Mexico, um, I can't think of it right now, but maybe it is the um, Te, Teotihuacan.
0: Teotihuacan. Or
1: maybe some other yeah. place, but they have like these different um, platforms that you stand on and it matches up with our solar system like with the planets and the you know like i said like the um astronomy and the you know astrological signs constellations blah blah blah. so like all of these different pyramids match up to you know certain whatevers Mm -hmm. and people would stand there and watch the skies to make sure nothing was coming or what have you so that's what that was used for too
0: and killing ninety thousand people in a weekend.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean,
2: we don't talk about that part,
0: that part. No, 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 no. They were all peaceful until well... the Spanish, uh, uh, you know, the conquistadors arrived, and then that's that's my favorite. They to were bring trying up.
1: to make the sun happy. I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, they they but they did their best. <laughs> they did their best. Ninety thousand people in a weekend. They did their best. Um, still took an L. It didn't matter a big giant waste of life. And here's the thing, as we approach Thanksgiving, and I instantly block anybody who says, "Don't forget it's about turkey and apple pie and murder." Fuck you. Okay, you are not taking this. Yeah, double birds, we don't give a fuck. It's a day off, okay? I get to hang out with my family and I like turkey and and just relaxing and enjoying the merriment because you have a limited number of holidays. Fuck you, go fuck yourself with the self righteous. Oh, don't forget, neighbor, I wasn't there. Okay. I'm not even a fan of Puritans, but I am a fan of a paid day off. Go fuck yourself. I don't have time for this. With that being said, speaking of that, we're going to get into something very interesting here. First, and before I forget, don't forget uh, that when the Spanish arrived in Veracruz, they didn't just march into Tenochtitlan by themselves. Because other Native Americans were like, hey, you know, there's these fuckers over here to the West. They're really awful, but they really are. They killed, like, they they cut people's hearts out. Not very nice. And they've done bad things to us. How about we work together and fuck them off and we'll beat them? And the Spanish are like, I mean, this is a good idea. They're like, they have a lot of gold. And the Spanish were like, okay. Okay. All right, show us the way. Where is this Montezuma? We're gonna go ahead and handle some business real quick, guys. Even going back to our um, to the French and Indian War, also known as the Seven Years' War, mm-hmm. there were confederations of natives that were fighting on French side, on the English side, it was or the British side. Excuse me. It's it's a human thing. It's a human thing. Killing people is a human thing. It's just fighting over okay, territory. it's just why
2: people why people are the problem you know it just it's it's just us it's just you and me we're guilty you know all yes. three of us for all crimes of everybody everywhere correct yeah i mean
0: and that's getting into what we're going to talk about today okay so elliot and i once again we talk just about every day um and we have we did different things uh, literally minecraft today which uh uh it was a beautiful thing a lot it was beautiful art that the, these folks put together um really enjoyed that thank you for sending that but we're talking about red pilling as a response to wokeism okay there's a lot there's if there's one thing that like podcasting is, has a lot of uses ours is useless we just have conversations about stuff we're not here to fix anything we're just having a discussion i can't I, there's, there's absolutely nothing we could do about it but there are people who do make a lot of money selling ideas through podcasts, like how to defeat the healthcare system and how to defeat wokeism and communism, I, neighbor. The only way communism's been defeated was by the black market and bullets. I, that's unfortunately that's the way that one goes. You could follow that out to your logical conclusion, okay? But I want to talk about this because I think it's important. And Elliot brought this up: is the answer to wokeism being the red pill communities? I'd like to get your take on this and kind of give me a layout of what you're thinking here, maybe from the, you know, maybe a little bit from the right wing sphere, because it's clear. I mean, red pilling is clearly a right wing thing. Um, I'm not going to mention the person who originated it No, I'm kidding. It's Morpheus, um, obviously from the documentary, the matrix, but give me your, give me a quick synopsis of what you think and then let's take it from there.
2: Yeah. So I think, with the red pilling community as a whole. And I think another important thing is we have to define what red pilling is because some people like, oh, you took the red pill versus other people like, no, I've taken the red pill. And I think there's two basic camps of red pills, right? There's red pill of people who have woken up to, for lack of a better word, politics and the political system as a whole in the sense of like, they've gone more towards the lowercase libertarianism or anarchism and just want to, opt out of the nature of team red versus team blue. And, you know, mm-hmm. some might say, oh, they're more independent minded or free thinking or whatever. And those type of red pill people I can get along with more. But then there's other type that look at wokeism or, you know, um, modern day liberalism, neoliberalism, and just say, you know, we need to return to the 1950s where men were just a bunch of pimps and players. And, you know, I uh, just... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, someone fill me in here. Whatever the surgery is that men get to where they can't impregnate women anymore. Vasectomy. Um, yes, a vasectomy, thank you. You see all these red pillars, you know, um, the second group of red pillars, rather. Uh, who are talking about men, once you hit the age of 25, just get a vasectomy. You don't need to worry about a family because men were just supposed to, you know, go out there and, you know, do the business with uh, as many women as we can. It's our nature and, you know, get the cars, get the money, get the power. And that's how you find fulfillment. That is your job as a man. And to me, that's just as bad as wokeism. Well I mean, it's not as crazy in the sense of, I don't have to worry about a blue haired woman yelling in my face that I'm some, you know, racist, misogynist white man, but at the same time trying to have conversations. I have a few people at work who are like this, who are just like, you know, I'm never going to marry. And and at the end of the day, that's their choice. You know, I'm not going to tell them that they have to get married or in a relationship or whatever, but their whole premise or solution rather to wokeism and leftism is just to be the most powerful man they can be. And, I think that's going to leave a lot of young men, especially, very alone, and you know they had no real community around them because it's just a competition. It's like, okay, which man or group of men can I beat up or conquer in order to be the most powerful motherfucker in the room? And I think that that's going to lead a lot of young men astray because once you find out the other day, like like we talked about last time, family is everything, and if you are just in a competition to beat the next man in front of you, I think you're going to have a very in my opinion, sad life. And I and I, I really hope and pray that this based red pill community, at least the latter one, not necessarily dies out, but at least gets turned in a more sane direction. I don't know if that any of that makes sense.
1: No, it does.
0: It does, and I have a lot to say about all of this, and I think that it's a very good definition what you put forth i'm sure that there's some elements because we're like oh well don't forget neighbor we'll get to that if it comes up we'll get to that but this is a pretty good thing to start with because you do have two different communities the idea of the red pill is you wake up right and you see what the world really is the blue pill is you wake up back in your life that you saw yesterday which was you're still asleep in the pod okay you're in the simulation right you're just you're going to be completely unawares of what really is going on. And I think that there's a definite cause to say there's a red pill to black pill pipeline where you can become totally nihilistic. And I don't think even for someone maybe like yourself and maybe the communities, you, the communities that you keep to communities that I keep to all of us can get that moment of nihilism where it creeps mm. in, where you're like, this is all a big, nothing. It's stupid. There's never, we're never going to win um you have first of all you have to define what a victory is for you you're not going to overthrow the government it's just not going to happen that's what I, I grew up from that like I used to think oh you know what like you're going to fucking run a podcast and charge people 10 bucks a month and you think that you're going to get you're going to overthrow the state it's no, not going to happen you first have to change you but that's the problem that I have with a lot of the red pilling community is there's a lot of talk about what you should be doing and they're selling you the idea Like none of these, none of these things are, these things are free of charge. And then the other thing too, is the being like, I mean, I'm, I'm married. I I don't, I have a family. Okay. I I'm, I'm out of that game. I've been out of that game for a long time. Um, And to be honest with you, based upon what I'm seeing and hearing, I'm glad I'm out of that game because it's a fucking disaster out there. Yeah. Me too, brother. Me too. Yeah. It's just, it's not for me. It's a zero out of 10. You don't know who to trust. Everybody has, it seems like a hidden agenda, um and a lot of people are getting hurt and, and a lot of this this other side where you're you know, trying to be a, a giga chad and be like i'm gonna get the snip not had a family fuck all these girls get chlamydia you know what i mean and, you know like that's the other thing that scares me too is like do you realize all of these sexually transmitted diseases that are out there like it's not an own to to get you know syphilis it just isn't but also it's completely irresponsible to say you know what the damage, and I, this comes from a personal perspective, too, you don't really think about the damage you're doing to other people when you're just running through numbers, you know, being an asshole and just tearing it up. Between two consenting adults, you can do whatever you want, and that's fine, but I don't think you realize the damage you're going to do to yourself later on down the road. What kind of meaningful relationships you're going to have as you go forward? I'm not saying that you have to have kids, a wife, and a dog, and a picket fence in, in the suburbs to get that. Um, if you have friends, those are the family you get to choose. Um, But at the same time, I don't think that's a win that you're not owning the libs, You're not owning the shit libs by doing this. The only way you can own your enemy is by improving yourself. If that means going to the gym, great. If that means getting more educated, great. What did Hemingway say? It's not about being better than than the other man. It's being better than the man you were yesterday. Yeah, that's kind of the the, and I I felt that that's kind of been lost. Amongst a lot of these groups, um, and again, paying 10 bucks a month for the revolution that's not to come is just, I mean, it's simply retarded. Like, I understand if you're paying, like, we have a sub stack. The Substack is free. The sub stack is free. I just write shit. I put stuff out there. You can read it. You can think it's cringe. I really don't care. It's just going to go out there. Um, the, the B side is just literally, uh, if you feel like donating to help us pay for the shit that I have to pay for to keep the lights on. If you don't, you don't have to. Okay, it's just an extra episode. We're grateful for the B side people, obviously. Um, but as far as like, what is it the Andrew Tate didn't they have like, um, moist critical did a thing where they had like, um, beta male boot camp, beta male boot camp, where you pay $20,000 for a guy basically to yell at you call you names and make you work out and then you pay for his company. You get to go hang out at this Alpha or Sigma male's place, and he's your friend, and you can text him for 20 grand. Elliot, you've missed the boat. Like, you could be pulling this this grift off right now and make a shitload of money. Not saying that you would, but, I mean, it just goes to show P.T. Barnum was right. There's a sucker born every minute because somebody's buying this. Somebody is buying this, and I think a lot of it, (laughs) you're going to think this is silly. Maybe most of you are going to think this is silly. Fraternal organizations for men have disappeared rapidly and I'm not talking about for college, if you want to be an idiot get alcohol poisoning there's plenty of places that you can pick from you, and you have to sign a membership card you could just go to the bar okay. But for college kids that is a big thing it's a ritual thing there's a draw for humans and there are sororities for ladies too, right? there's there's they're both fraternities and sororities that you can join hang out and I'm sure that a lot of them develop meaningful relationships uh, for the rest of their lives. A lot of them are probably just getting fucked up and having a good time in the week. I'm not here to judge. I was once 20, and I understand. Be that as it may, I was never a member of fraternity. I had Ray and I were palling around 23 years ago, drinking and and being underage and going to bars and getting shit-faced and fighting people and going to rock shows and having a great time. Like We've been there. Like We got the stripes. We've done it, right? But there aren't that many male fraternity organizations anymore, as it seemed to be in the 50s now when people want to roll back the clock to the 50s and you and i talked about this too so there's the uncle ted point right and uncle ted wasn't wrong about everything murdering people is not a good thing i'm not going to condone that the consequences of the industrial revolution he has many points and for those who haven't read his manifesto i think it's two dollars on um on, at the at the what is it the app store or whatever the fuck it is the the book thing that we that we have for iphones i don't even know what the hell it's called i own it i've read it okay it's a short read it's not a long read okay I have this this is jay's bookshelf over here it's not a big assignment okay it's a short one there here's a lot he was right about okay he's a lot of he's right about a lot of the negative impacts that the industrial revolution have had on human society but as you and i discussed these giga chads that want to roll back the clock and maybe that have gone from the libertarian to perhaps i don't know far right i don't even want to call them far right authoritarian avenues that are like we need to go back to the 1450s okay you mean the years that there were plague like the there's no cell phone there's no internet there's and, and here's my problem with all of this Elliot and I'm perhaps that you could correct me if you feel that I'm wrong everybody like the I don't have a problem with monarchists I don't I really don't I am like I, I'm 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 sympathetic to the idea because Hans Hermann Hoppe makes a great case for it in democracy the God that failed for those that that's a big reading assignment it's it's an audiobook. you can get the audiobook version it's excellent okay there's a British guy that's on there to put you to sleep if you're not careful in the car and it's a long ride just be careful. Uh, but if you're cleaning or if you have a 30-minute commute to work, it's perfect, right? So check that out. If you haven't listened to that or read that book, he makes a hell of a case, okay? He makes a hell of a case. With that being said, okay, I think a lot of folks think that they're going to be in charge when the chips fall, kind of like um, when you go to a costume party for people that, say that they were so-and-so in a previous life not one of them was a horseshit shoveling surf okay nobody ever shows up oh you know my i was a slave in a former life no you're always the boss but no no no. there's going to be a few bosses and chances are you're not one of them okay you're not going to be one of them and i think that's the the, that's a point that's lost on a lot of people that you know they want to roll back the clock because they think they're going to be in charge neighbor you're not going to be in charge it's just not going to happen but getting back to these fraternal organizations like people used to you know men used to have fraternal organizations and go bowling and do all this shit together and i feel like now anytime you get a bunch of dudes together people are like oh my god what's happening over there and i think that a lot of you know i'm not a hunter i'm not a, i don't go out and shoot animals for fun or for sport i under, i'm not saying you shouldn't um it's just not something that i've done nor do i have interest in doing i get the skill behind it I understand the skill. I mean, I've gone fishing. I enjoy fishing. I, I like I understand the skill behind it mm-hmm. could save your life. Totally understand. Them. I understand all of that. But I think that there's been a complete detachment from that, too. Like back in the day when our friend Brian S., he's come on to the show a couple of times. He's he's a big, big big guy. He swears he saw him in West Virginia, whatever. Doesn't he has matter. a
1: good story. He
0: does have a good story. It, I, I believe he thinks he saw it. I definitely <laughs> believe he thinks he saw Bigfoot. With that being said,
1: Brian, Brian S. is the reason why I'm always interested in what's going on in the woods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's going on in the woods? Um, he's an Eagle Scout. He's not a liar. He's a good man. Uh, I believe that he believes he saw. With that being said, you know, it's <laughs> just Bigfoot. But there doesn't, hey man,
1: it's, it, it could be a thing. Like, you, you don't know for sure. I don't
0: know for sure. Y- it, you're right. It,
1: from what I understand, Bigfoot can also cloak itself. Okay. And so, like, one minute it's a Bigfoot and the next minute, predator style cloaking device. Right.
2: That's
0: where the story comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Of course.
1: Straight well, up. Of man, course. You don't know.
2: Yeah. Some of the most uh, sightings of Bigfoot are actually in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, yeah.
0: In your backyard, my friend, shitloads in a British Columbia.
1: I would love to go to the Pacific Northwest and, you know, walk around in the forests. I I, I love trees and I love massive trees. Like, I'll cry if I see a, a tree that's massively huge because it's like so old and it's still alive and it's amazing and beautiful. Yeah. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
0: I want to see the volcano.
1: Yeah. The volcano. That's, volcan- that's yeah. what I want to there are see a lot of and cool then things. be
0: able to leave. Yeah. Because that scares the absolute shit out of me. This we've talked about this last weekend Mm -hmm. but back in the day brian s was telling us too and he's absolutely right the kids would come to school with their shotguns and their rifles and they do show and tell with them and the the principal would just have him in his office and the kids would be given their rifles and stuff and go back and when it was hunting season they would go out and go hunt nobody got shot nobody got hurt nothing happened the school didn't get tuned up there, there's there's less and less of that every year that goes by, which is why I respect individuals who do take their kids hunting and fishing and all that other good stuff, because I think that those are good fraternal bonds, men and even women, too. I don't care who you are. Go out there and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Get into nature. I mean, I love to hike, of course, with my dog. I mean, hunting with my dog. We're, we're never going to get anywhere because he's going to make so much racket. I mean, it's going to be over before we know it
1: um he doesn't like to sit still
0: my dog is a um like a shark he has to have constant movement it's like he has gills he just has to constantly get oxygen in there and I'm like dude can you fucking relax for a minute and like seriously my foot hurts uh but I, I I respect that and I appreciate that and I feel that there's less and less of that going on in the world and I think that that red pill right there I think the the red pill that people sh- I guess would I would take let's put it that way Not what I think you should do, but if I'm going to take one and if we haven't taken one already, because we kind of see the bullshit for what it is, we we are we're already there. But to avoid the black pill when you're like this, there's no meaning to any of this, like as an absurdist, I have to find meaning in life, no matter if there is no meaning in life, like Albert Camus was absolutely right, because otherwise your option is to do what? To end it. Then there's Mm -hmm. no point. There's no point. Well, that's not, that's not good, and that's not healthy for anybody. The catastrophic damage that comes from you making that decision is um, is something that's immeasurable, okay? Yeah, the- doesn't
2: Camus have a quote where he says, um, if I have to decide between having another cup of coffee or kill myself, I'm going to pick another cup of coffee? You're absolutely right. That is yeah. his quote, and he's yeah. right every single time. Like, you know,
0: just have another cup of coffee. Every, you know, just find your own meaning, and if that means that um, – You know, like people, like if they find meaning in uh, the church or any kind of religious organization, great. If it's the bowling team, great. If it's hunting, great. If it's, I don't know, a fucking book club, I don't care what it is, but find it. To me, that's a red pill. The other red pill is tuning the fuck out. Like, for example, uh, Todd, the gay from Akron Apothecary Gay Soap, he sends me pictures of, like, shit was happening in the Middle East. I'm like, this isn't good for your soul. Don't fucking look at this. Don't look at this shit, because you can't do anything about it anyway. You can't. Like, you can send money to, like, humanitarian organizations to try to help people, and that's fine. But actually (laughs) stopping the violence, you you, you aren't there. I'm sorry, my friend. There is nothing that you could do about that. That is a family feud that I have no interest in getting involved in. I think tuning out is an important part of being red pilled. Okay, Mm -hmm. turning the fucking news off, not listening to the idiot box. If you're going to watch TV, like I love to watch TV, but most of the time I'm into the history stuff. I follow an interesting page um, on YouTube an account on YouTube that does the personal accounts of people who were witnessed to like there's one where he does one for somebody who survived the Crusades and what it was like to fight um, the uh, the Muslims in Asia Minor. Uh, this is before uh, Byzantium ceased to exist, uh, the carnage of that I, I also watched another one where he reads uh, excerpts from diaries of soldiers in the Napoleonic Wars, specifically in Russia. Um, that stuff, I mean, because I feel like I'm learning something that's valuable. Uh, I'm not watching the idiot box like we make fun of the Golden Bachelor on this show, which is the biggest retarded. I mean, not one of the big it's, it's up there. It's in the top 10. It's such mindless horseshit. Now I'm not criticizing. If you want to watch it, and if that's how you decompress from your day, neighbor, I guess you're welcome to do that. I just find it to be a giant waste of time. But also the commercials and the propaganda, especially with the news, there's nothing of value in any of this. Nothing of value. So for me, red pilling is deciding, putting price tags on what is valuable in your life. Okay, We're prioritizing. All right. Okay, you've decided to take the red pill. You're going to go in this direction. Right. What is valuable to you? Okay, that 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 all depends on each individual circumstance. Whether it's family, your job is important. Work is important. If you don't work, you don't eat. Okay, you can't take care of a family if you're not making money. Some of us have made a career out of doing it. I'm not going to leave names out of it, uh, but whatever, it's it's out of my control once again. Understand your limitations on what you're able to do and what you're able to impact is also critically important. Knowing your power level. Okay, knowing your own power level. What can you do? You can't the world stage. It's Why? Why? Why bother? You personally? That's a different story. If your teeth are fucked up, go to the dentist, right? If you haven't been to the doctor and like my doctor finally got blood out of me over the summertime, everything worked out, thank goodness. Go take care of that, right? take care of yourself first fix your shit i don't want to use jordan Peterson because jordan peterson's a fucking fart sniffer these days i'm a little disappointed in him he has he he likes his expensive suits and touring and lecturing not saying he he's incredibly intelligent i understand as a clinical psychologist he is amazingly talented and very intelligent the message lately i feel is lost in the sauce and especially when he signs on to the daily wire i'm like i gotta go buddy like you lost me your old lectures, like remember his lectures from University of Toronto when he was lecturing on the psychology of killing, whether it be during the Stalinist era or during um, during the Third Reich. Those are excellent lectures. Mm-hmm. OK, those are pre-fame Jordan Peterson, I guess you could say. But yeah, clean up your own ass before you start like You can't go any further. That's a red pill to me clean up your own act before you even try to venture out of your own yard. You can't you can't fix if your house is on fire, you can't ask your neighbor if he needs help. It's just the way it is. That's the first thing. So defining it, you know, the politics, the libertarianism. I think that that's a good thing because there's some hope there where people realize, like even with conservatives with a lowercase C, most of them are willing to say the government's a problem. Okay, great. We we agree we we agree that's that's definitely it. we disagree on method right lowercase libertarians anarchists for sure okay but we agree that we have something in common all right now the antithesis is like you said the contra liberalism the contra wokeism wokeism started in the 90s there was a movie famously with Jim, jeremy uh privin called pcu where this is in the mid 90s where the shit you're seeing now was a film that they were making fun of people behaving like this, like not calling people, like, I mean, like using pronouns and, you know, uh, saying culturally appropriate things. It was wild. You should check it out. It's almost, it was almost, I I dare to say prophetic.
1: But my whole, my whole thing with that is, is like it's always changing and I'm always wrong.
0: Yeah. What do you mean?
1: (laughs) What do you mean? Everything is always changing. So like, and I get, like, it's gonna sound, but I'm not, like, I love all people, you be who you are, and, you know, love is always the way, you know, you should always, you know, try and love and respect and care, and, you know, as much as you can, as long as it's being reciprocated, and, you know, the person's not trying to harm you, and and things like that, right, so, like, that's what I believe, but, like, I also am logical as well, so, like, when somebody says, i'm a man but wait no no i'm not i want to be a woman they're transgender but it when they do the transition now they're a woman and am i am i no they're no longer transgender now no that's i'm being ai uh, i guess sexist at that point because i'm expecting them to be the gender that they transition to
0: i get what you're saying now about being wrong
1: you can't just, you can't win you can't win. You can't so win. it's like, I accept you. Now you're a, a woman. And so you're no longer any of those things because now you're the gender that and the person that you've always strived and wanted to be. And that's a woman. So now you're a woman and you're just like me, right? Yeah, no. I don't know. I, you're, not, it's not. I don't not how it is.
0: It's a playground. I choose not to go into. I'm not interested at all. Like, you,
1: you can't win.
0: No, you can't. No, you can't win. And I don't think you should even bother going onto the playing field to try to win. Um, if you, if you pass, I'm gonna be nice to everybody. I'm gonna be. I don't care if you're If you were born Frank and you want to be called Betty, okay, Betty. Great. Please don't fucking tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to use my language. I will be nice but, to you. But they do they do as a group yes and that's where groupthink becomes a problem and it always is a problem um, but that's the answer to i think. do you consider that part of wokeism do you, elliot do you consider like you know that authoritarian politics yeah yes. that's
2: wokeism through and through
0: okay so there's the so every action has an equal and opposite reaction right okay so then you have a further moving of the pendulum to the right where people become combative and they're like, okay, like, for example, there's a lot of, I don't, there's issues across the entire country where they're like, well, you know, they want to pass laws so that children can get um, sex reassignment surgery or homo- hormone therapy without their the, the permission of their parents. Washington
2: State passed that just recently. Jeez. Yeah, and if you, and the, the law further down dictates that if parents do not acknowledge the gender of the child, then the state has the right to then take the child from the parents. So like is- if me and my girl have a family and, you know, we have, a you know, children and for whatever reason, I mean, I don't want to send my kids to public school. My, I'm trying to get my girl on board with that because I see a lot of, you know, things are happening in the world and also just the, the basic structures of like how kids and just people in general learn like public school and even a lot of private schools aren't set up to help kids learn the best way they can. Um, but if for whatever reason, a teacher gets in my kid's head and for whatever reason tells them that they're not who they were born as or whatever the situation may be in my kid because, you know, it's all we'd like to think, I mean, obviously I'm not a parent yet, but we hope, at least I hope, that I will have the most influence on my kid, but usually it's the kid's friends or the teacher or the coach or whatever, because like, oh, that's mom and dad, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, I was the same with my parents. I mean, I love my dad, but there are times I'm just like, yeah, mom, dad, whatever. Seth, he knows better, you know, that. but I don't want to be in the situation where now it's like, because some other person or adult has more of an influence on my kid. And if I don't agree with them, because at the end of the day, they're my children, I now lose them. And that's yeah. becoming more and more prevalent. California has that. Washington state has that. And yes, it'll be more of a coastal thing in central, you know, uh, center of the country won't have to deal with that as much, but I don't know, like these ideas, if they're not confronted in some ways, I'm not saying you gotta be like Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro and have all these college campus, you know, debates with these wackos, but there has to be somebody saying like, no, like th- this isn't okay. I'm not going to let this happen. But then like Angel, you're saying, now you're always wrong. You know, mm-hmm. you're this evil person. Like I have a coworker who Marvin's his name. He's a really good guy. And, you know, this, again, I feel awkward talking about this, but, you know, he's a uh, half, uh, he's half black and half white. His mother was uh Czech, and his father w- was, you know, black or African-American. And I remember he's talking to me about, you know, uh, growing up in the 80s and 90s, uh, being, you know, a mixed guy and everything. I'm like, so as an African-American, he's like, Elliot, just call me black. Okay, I hate this African-American bullshit. I've never been to Africa. I was born and raised in Germany. I came to the United States. Don't call me African. I have nothing to do with that. So it's, I understand this this, this awkward tension. You're just like, you're a good guy, but I don't know if you're going to get offended by me just saying what people tell me I'm supposed to say. Am I making mm-hmm. any sense here? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I struggle with that, too, because I I don't know if I'm supposed to say African-American or black. And if somebody prefers black, then. But if the other person's like that's offensive, then it's like I don't even know how to say things. I I don't know how to talk to people that are different than me.
0: Uh, I don't even I I don't even really know how to tackle that one. It's hard. I could just like I'd rather call somebody by the first name yeah you know what I mean just like hey hey Frank how's it going you know if Frank's like hey I'm a black guy or I prefer African-American I'd be like all right Frank African-American or Frank black American or just American whatever dude it doesn't like I, I mean I don't know like if somebody was like you know I hey excuse me you know I I prefer I Italian American uh not just uh American We're like would you hey Francisco relax all right just take it easy take 20 percent off everything's gonna be all right. Again, that's identity and there's nothing wrong with being proud of who you are, where you come from or any of that stuff. I'm not saying that. But yeah, you do have to, there are certain, certain circumstances you have to tiptoe, but getting back to this very important issue, and perhaps some folks will agree, I doubt those who listen will be that much in, a, in disagreement, but as a parent, you and you alone ought to be the ultimate authority until that child turns 18. Once they turn 18, gloves are off, the training wheels are gone, you're free to ride off however you see fit. Okay? The state having authority over parents like that is incredibly dangerous. Is it okay for kids to be able to go and say, I want gender reassignment surgery when they're seven? Neighbors, when I was seven, I was playing with GI Joes, Legos, and pretending that we were fighting wars in the woods with these uh, with, with plastic machine guns. Like, I, I didn't even think about this stuff. It was I didn't think about it. You know what I mean? When I figured out what my anatomy was supposed to do, when I figured out, I like, oh, I, I do like girls, man. I, they smell nice and they've got squishy bits that I want to put my hands on. You know what I mean? That Then that changes the game. Like, I was very much aware of my biology and, you know, how things work. But when I was seven, I wasn't when I was seven, I was just like uh, my friend Nick's down the street, we're going to ride bikes to the park and we're going to play the army in the woods. You know what I mean? Or we're going to get our Legos out and we're going to have fun or or GI Joes or whatever. Like we're going to pretend we're pirates on a pirate ship like that. That's what I did at seven, at eight, at nine. At 10, I mean, nine to 10, eight, nine to 10, I started playing football. So I was more into sports. So I played football with my friends, but I also still goofed around with the toys and stuff. I wasn't thinking about this stuff. I, I wasn't thinking about this. So the idea that that the children are being not being influenced is ridiculous. They, they, these things, like, I'm not I'm not going to get into the argument of, oh, you know, who should be teaching sexual education. I'm not here to tell you how that works. I'm not here to tell you how that works. When I was in fifth grade they they brought us into they showed us like one of those like they got out the old um 8 millimeter can't cuz this is 1990 1990 uh they brought out like this old reel reel and they had to pull the projector down and it's like you know the like you know watching this Zabruder film right and they showed us this you know black and white uh film about like the anatomy of you know how babies are made and it's like we were all embarrassed cuz like that's our parents did
2: that oh my god
0: you know what i mean it's like cringe i just want to go outside and i want to play like i don't want to talk about this i'm even uncomfortable just thinking i can remember sitting in this darkened classroom uh watching this and uh, boys and girls we're all looking at each other like oh, this is weird <laughs> you know what i mean like the idea that kids think about i'm not saying that somebody's like, well, well jay you know that it's people do not everybody's the same great thank you for pointing out the fucking outliers it can't always be about the outliers it can't always be that way Okay, if your seven year old is that fucking woke and like, well, I want to talk about gender reassignment surgery and Barbie and how she's oppressed. Good luck to you. I am so glad that is not me. Good luck.
1: I don't even know how to have that conversation as an adult. (laughs) <laughs> let alone as a seven-year-old I mean but that's
0: why I think a lot of it's bullshit and that's why I stopped getting on Twitter so much because you had these like people will buy the bait they they hook line at sinker like I was having a conversation with my seven-year-old about the ramifications of Donald Trump being reelected as president
2: no Trump. you weren't shut the fuck up
0: exactly exactly shut the fuck up
1: <laughs> I mean who but like okay so this is where like I I this man I don't it. have children okay Um, I've never had a child, there are no plans for children, but I'm around other people's children, I have nieces and nephews and and all of that. Um, So typically, most of the time, as a person who is in care of a little person, you know child between the ages of five to 10, you just want to make sure that they, they don't get hurt. They're not screaming. You fed them and you've made them happy, like so that they just go and do things and they're not upset. And you can do the things that you need to do as an adult at the same time. Right. There's no way I'm having a conversation with a child about Donald Trump. Like, I'm not even thinking about Donald Trump. I'm like, okay, what are we going to do now? You know, like, let's let's hang out. Are we going to go to the park? Are we going to go? you know, like but I'm, you know. It's a different situation for me because I don't have children, but in my mind, I would think that that's what sure even like parents do like Okay, what are we going to do today, you have homework you have this you have that blah 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 let's have dinner, how was your day at school you're not talking about the President.
0: No no not at all usually it's something that happened on the playground or people goofing around or what the plans are to hang out yeah what
1: action figures they want (laughs) like what movie they want to go see whatever right
0: i have a nephew who it takes an entire year to decide what he wants to be for halloween for crying out loud like it's he changes it like six seven eight times like every month it's a new character you know what i mean that's the important shit to him Mm That's the important shit. And I agree that that's that's important. It's super important. You shouldn't be fucking worried about what's going on in Washington, D.C. We need to worry about what's going on in the neighborhood and how you're going to look absolutely sharp in your favorite costume. Mm-hmm. Let the kids be fucking kids. Exactly. Exactly. Let children be children. And of course, I'm always the thing I hate more than anything. Elliot is the fucking contrarian. Well, actually, you know, you, you I don't fucking care about the, you care about the outlier. You care about the outlier. Everybody else is like, it's kind of like that meme where it's like, did you know that so and so and there's a group of people huddled together and the one looks over and goes, thumbs up. Great. Thanks for telling us. Anyway, getting back to what we were talking about. It's an interruption. It's inter- like, I'm not going to have this discussion with people.
1: But when I was a child, too, I only ever remember being quiet, like. I wasn't like actively talking to adults like, oh, hey, what's going on? The president, this, that and the other thing. Oh, by the way, did you know that I'm really a boy? <laughs> like I wasn't I, I didn't Listen. That's not what happened where I don't know about you guys, but where I lived and how my family was like, yeah, I talked to my mom. Yeah, I talked to my grandma. Yeah, I talked to, you know, whomever the adults were like that were around me. But it was because they were trying to talk to me. I didn't just go up to him like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so
0: what do you think about the latest bill going through Columbus <laughs> right now? <laughs>
1: yeah, like, because I am like, you don't know what to you do. You don't really have, like, you can have a conversation, but you don't really have that, like, thought process. Because you're like, I want to do this. I want to play with my toys. I want to go ride my bike. I want to, you know, go draw. Like, I love to draw and read as a kid. I'm like, I'm just trying to read my book. What the fuck do you want? You know, like, I, I don't know
0: i'm i'm gonna go ahead and then elliot can try ch- please chime in so I, I am the outlier i'm gonna tell you why okay so my my mother worked for the airlines all through her life so i was able to travel quite a bit and it didn't cost a lot of money okay It's not like going to canada which costs a lot of money mm-hmm. when we uh i was always into reading i always love reading books i was like i was into i, I love history it's still kind of my jam um i love to learn about i was a huge medievalist i loved like you know knights and armor i figured out before i figured out most people fought with sticks that were sharpened at the end because you think everybody has a sword no neighbor not everybody has a sword it's expensive but you know it's cool because you see it in the movies and it's robin hood and all this other shit and i was early into history well we went to we went to london this is 1986 long before many of you were even around angel i think was around
1: i was one angel was one
0: (laughs) um so we went to london and got to go to westminster abbey i got to see the changing of the guard um we got to see some cool stuff right really really neat then we went to paris and we got a tour bus to go to versailles okay where that abomination of a fucking treaty i don't want to get started anyway we went to versailles and they had a pamphlet they were giving out pamphlets like to tell you, hey, this is what we're going to look at. Here's the history behind it. The tour guide tells everybody that Louis XIV built it. I read the pamphlet and I got off the bus and said it was Louis XIII. I had to correct the fucking uh, tour guide because the tour guide was giving out bad information. All I did was read the pamphlet. That's all I had to do. That was my thing. I've always been a book guy. I've always been a bookworm. That's kind of my thing. Not, But I also liked football and baseball and hockey and GI Joes and Legos and hanging out with my friends and all that other good stuff. I wasn't discussing politics no. at the fucking dinner table with my parents in 1989. Well, do you think George George H.W. Bush, a former CIA guy, is going to be a good replacement for Reagan? We didn't have those discussions. We we didn't have it. We we were eating fish on Friday because it was Friday, all right? And my mother made shrimp creole and I hated it. So, like that's what that's what we I don't want to hear about like, oh well, you know, so-and-so was, you know, eight and is interested in equal rights and uh, you know, is very, very uh uh politically aware. Yeah, okay, because you kept telling him that shit. Like my kid was eight and would always say communism sucks. Cause he was repeating what I said. He repeated what I said, yeah, communism. I'm like, that's right. Communism sucks. Yeah, communism sucks. I'm like, okay, good, job's done let's go have ice cream. We're moving on. We understand the basic rules, but that's because of me. He's just repeating, parroting what I said. He doesn't have any contextual understanding of why communism sucks. He does now because he's a fucking adult, but back then he's just like the old man says that communism is terrible. I'm going to go with the boss. Boss says it's no good. I have no reason to disbelieve the boss. I know that people are going to be like, well, actually, guys, save it. I'm not interested in actually, okay? Leave the fucking kids alone. And to get back to these laws that are being passed.
1: Well, what wh- about Elliot? His experience.
0: Before I finish, let me finish this. because okay. I'm going to forget. The danger that people don't realize is it's not going to end with this. Those laws will be applied to far more. And if they could take your kids for this, wait and see. Elliot, floor yours. Yeah.
2: Um, I would say that I was kind of a hybrid of sorts as far as being an outlier versus a conformist in a sense. Like, yes, I love playing like my PlayStation two with my brother or my friend playing like Jack and Daxter or Matchin and Clank and, you know, playing outside, you know, in our backyard with the, the World War II M1 Grand and Thompson machine gun. My dad carved out of wood for us and we'd go play in the woods with my my best friend Seth and Ian and we'd fight, you know, Seth, of course, be the German because he'd always love the the German uniforms and the Lugers and the Mausers and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like I said, you dirty German and everything. But um uh but also at the same time, um, I would I would be interested in kind of the big picture, you know, events and topics that are happening in the world, because like with you, Jay, with influencing your kid with communism, my dad would the same thing as far as uh, lowercase conservatism, like, you know, America is a good country because we're free and, you know, we would watch movies uh, like uh, Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan and be like, see, these are great men because they went and fought evil and evil is a real thing. So we would talk about these big picture ideas that did have an influence on me and my dad would say that these things because of politics, they have an impact on our lives. Like if it, if World War II was just Hitler and you know Churchill and Stalin, they just went and fought, then whatever. But it turned into this world war, which affects everybody. So when I remember in the fourth grade, it was when uh it was George Bush versus uh John Kerry running for president, and one of my classmates he wrote a sheet of paper that said, Who are you voting for? And they had a tally mark sheet. And my response is, Well, I'm going to vote for the fucking liberal because my dad said liberals hate us and we want to take our guns and our freedom and taxes to death. So fuck them. So I'm going to vote for the George Bush guy. Um, so I definitely had this influence or this um, impulse rather to just my old man said liberals are bad. So therefore, Elliot says liberals are bad. You know, So it definitely is true that our, our parents or even aunts and uncles have um, an influence on us, which I think is important, and not to like bring it all the way back to the red pill thing, but I think it is important that Ted Kaczynski pointed out a big point, at least to me, that since the industrialization, more families have been separated, they've had the ability and economic freedom to move apart, you don't have multiple generations living in one house, and community isn't that big of a deal anymore, like Jay talked about. So I think a lot more people nowadays especially with the internet are being influenced by a lot of different people who they don't even know you know it's like andrew tate and all these like even take away the andrew tates but even on the left uh spectrum of the world or the political sphere people are influenced by bernie sanders andrew tate you know ben shapiro etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's like or even you know, look at sports you know it's like my brother he loves the seattle seahawks he is a big seahawks fan keeps up on all the the trades and the players and this that and the other but it's like dude these people don't know you they don't care about you why are you so obsessed with them so i think it's kind of a bad thing that we have gotten away from caring as a whole about our families and our community or close friends like to be honest i don't know any of my neighbors you know granted i'm an introvert so talking to people is kind of scary you know i have enough trouble talking to my girl you know at least when we first started dating because it's like I really like you and everything but you're pretty and so far in my league and she's like dude I had a crush on you since high school why don't you just talk to me it's like oh I like uh, the words hard scary, <laughs> and everything. Um, oh,
1: the same way like I just I don't know I I get nervous sometimes and I that's why I'm so quiet I think a lot
2: yeah but um I just think it's 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 really a tragedy that um we have become so isolated in our own silos especially like i said with the internet we all now think we know everything and like Jason, well actually did you know blah 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 and it's like dude that doesn't help anybody i'm not saying that you can't talk about the outliers and stuff but in the grand scheme of things we're all here floating on the same rock in space you know trying to get by you know take care of our family friends and loved ones And we are already have enough stress in our lives to worry about versus you talking about, well, actually my eight year old daughter does actually identify as a boy or is whatever. Like it doesn't have to be the transgender thing. It could be any topic you want to talk about. And it's just like, yes, that's that is your lived experience. If we want to use their terminology, but I'm not going to obsess my life about it. Like I think if the red pill community took a big stoicism pill, I think that would be much more beneficial because Stoicism, you know, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, all these great Greek and Roman thinkers talked about how, you know, we only have so much control of anything in this world. Like, even within my family, you know, like I live with my best friend, and, you know, we're two individuals and we get along great. We've known each other since the third grade. But at the end of the day, he's his own person. And I can't worry so much about how he's going to react to the fact that I'm an anarchist. And he's like, "Yo, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, I don't obsess about that. Even my own my girlfriend, she's not an anarchist. She's a lowercase libertarian. But I'm not trying to convert her to anarchism. And same thing with my family. It's like, I got to make sure I'm healthy, that I'm doing good, that I have my peace with, you know, God, spirituality, whatever. But people think that since I'm red pilled now I can convert everybody else. And I used to be that way too. I used to think that everybody, if they just would just understand the basic principles of liberty and anarchism, then the world would be great. But now I'm just like, um, no, that's that's unfortunately not going to be the case in the world. There's always going to be problems. Yes, I like Michael Malice's point that we view the state as cancer and wouldn't it be great if we got rid of cancer, but ultimately cancer is going to be around for a long time and there's only going to be little pockets of not peace per se, but community and loved ones that you should focus on. Like that should be your worldview. Yes, like you said, Jay earlier, with you know humanitarianism, like in Israel or wherever it is that's happening in the world. Yeah, donate to that. Give your time wherever you can. But ultimately, you're not gonna wake everybody up. You know, like like in uh, the documentary The Matrix. You know, Morpheus talking to Neo and saying that you know a lot of these people don't want to be wake- woken up. They're not ready for that, and you can't focus on that you can try to drop little seeds here and there but after that you just have to okay i did what i what i can do so that's what i would say
0: yeah they have they have a right to decide they have a right to decide to either take your information and like at least digest it and say well this is this is what i think is bad here or this is what i think is good here and the other thing too i i agree with you with stoicism um to that is it's incredible approach i haven't read the meditations in probably 25 years i probably should read it again um the car uh, read good book yeah truly and uh, one of those um one of those emperors who was worthy of being emperor i would say um marcus aurelius and uh, it, not just how he's depicted in gladiator either which is also a phenomenal film yeah. um to get back to uncle ted and his point about families being broken up because of the industrial revolution another uh, well in my opinion one of the greatest american authors kurt vonnegut also said that the reason why things are rough for people is because they don't have any extended family anymore um, to ties right into what you just brought up, um, and I think that that is a real thing, and that's why I think friendship and fraternity is a serious thing. How you, the friends that you choose, and that's the cool thing about the internet, though. That's the other thing of these, you know, fourteen fifty people that want to go back, you know, a thousand years or whatever the fuck it is. You know these, you know these friendships that you develop because of an online presence or because you meet people in certain communities. That does have its benefit, right? I've made friends, like real friends that at a distance because of online communities, because of people that roll together or because of the podcast or whatever. This shit doesn't exist without the modern technology that we use now. And I'm not going to be like, well, I would sacrifice what I've gained as far as friendship to go back in time. And no. I like antibiotics when I'm super sick. I like um, I like Tylenol when I have when I have a headache, and I like clean water. I really really like drinking clean water and going to the marketplace. And you know the bubonic plague so far has not surfaced again. Again, there's a lot of modern conveniences that do come. I understand people are saying, well, you know that makes you soft. Okay, great. You're probably right about that. You're probably. But what 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 are your what are the suggestions for getting for getting tougher? going out and hiking going and exploring nature finding a to me it's also taking on another adventure whether it be one that you have to use your mind or you have to use your body like you like to work out you like to go to you know the gym workout and, and and work on your personal strength i think that's great i think that's a challenge people should have challenges that they have to overcome you're not always being comfortable all the time is not and normal people have challenges every fucking day that they have to go to work that they have to figure out problems that they have to get a paycheck that they have to help people the life of comfort just you know doing nothing i don't think that's a i don't think that's a life of reward the hard is what makes it great the tough is what makes the journey worth it you know what i mean whether it's academically whether it's someone like you know like you spirituality spiritually speaking any of those things i think are great because it develops character and that's something that few like fewer and fewer people are concerned with the other thing i want to get to is you mentioned that your brother's a huge seahawks fan okay ray and i had talked about this quite a bit over the years not so much in this country but like if you look at soccer in the uk whether it be in england or especially in scotland but even out in the balkans this is a big fucking deal okay so like in england you have it's it's like you know the big teams like My team is Liverpool and we don't like, you know, Manchester United. We don't like uh, Everton. And in Scotland, it's religious because Celtic is Catholic. Glasgow Rangers is Protestant and they will kill each other, stab each other over this. And then out east in the Balkans you have like what is it red star belgrade versus partisan one was established by the army one was established by uh, world war ii partisans and they will fucking fight each other and pitch battles to me this goes back to tribalism because pete we because of how the world has moved in a certain direction these last pockets of like you know soccer teams in um, in england this is my neighborhood these are my colors this is the team that represent me it's a controlled battlefield right you're not using guns tanks boats or anything like that but these folks in these uniforms represent my city or my part of the city or my state or whatever and i identify with these people they're representing me and they're doing controlled pitched battle on a field with somebody else same thing with hockey or whatever that's i think that is a tribal thing that is hardwired into us You know what I mean? And it can be applied for good things. Like it's good that there are outlets and I think more and more kids should play contact sports. I'm sorry about CTE, but I think that working together in a team, that camaraderie, the fellowship that you get out of that is very valuable. My son laments the fact that, you know, his senior season came and went in 2020, which was a real robbery for him. And he's like, I miss it so much. I miss, you know, the boys and hanging out and shooting the shit in the locker room. Like, he, especially his senior year, he had a lot of fun. He played a lot. You know, he lettered. It was a big deal for him. It was a big deal for all of us, of course, because we're the support system. Um, but he misses all of that. And you'll. I think you'll find a lot of folks feel that way. And there's that 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 energy and those feelings sometimes have to find an outlet. And I think that's why organized sports do provide that outlet. It's an us versus them and us versus them. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal to a lot of people. I I understand what you're saying because there are are more important things to worry about. There, There clearly are. Like some people live by this shit, like eat, breathe, sleep and drink this to their own detriment, right? Like they don't care about anything else. I'm not gonna sign off on that and say, okay, I think that's a good idea. But at the same time, I understand why people get involved because it gives you a sense of community these are my people. We have the same color jerseys, and we root for the same people. And fuck those guys over there, man! Like this is this is our town. This is our this is you know. I get that, and I'm I, I love I love sports too. I love I I'm a huge football guy. I played hockey. I played football. I like all of it. I enjoy all of it. I enjoy the science of sport. I enjoy enjoy the strategy of sport. All of that good stuff. But I get what you're saying. I really do, and it's not a a criticism. Um, But when it becomes everything you live for, I don't think that that's the way to go. I don't think that's the way to live. That's definitely there's, again, to each their own. If that gives you value, if that gives you value in your life, who am I to judge? I'm not going to live like that because I have other things to do. Makes sense?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And just to clarify, so people don't think I'm some hoity-toity guy who just looks down his nose at people who like sports. I played sports, you know, all my life. You know, I played uh, T-ball in third grade. I'm not a big baseball guy, you know, so I just wasn't for me. But then I played basketball for eight years. I loved basketball. You know, I wasn't the most skilled guy, but I was the biggest guy on the court, so I felt like I actually, like, made a difference. You know, I could do the rebounds, blocking I was actually a really good defender. For my size, I could actually move really well. And then i played football my uh, high school year I actually made varsity uh, my freshman year surprisingly like I never played football day in my life but I guess I was smart and big enough to make it work but uh, I, I do miss it you know it, I did have a good time in it but um, like like you said the 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 brain and body injuries you know that is something that comes with the territory like my right shoulder particularly I had a really bad stinger like my senior year and nothing was broken or anything, but I had to go to physical therapy. Like I couldn't for some time like race my arm any higher than that. So it definitely yeah. is something that comes with the territory. Yep. But I've just found that, you know, that was a um a part in my life that I lived in. But, you know, I wasn't gonna go to college and play any sports, you know, that was just wasn't, you know, what my skill set and body like set me up for, you know. So I just had to move on with my life and just my criticism of people who make sports their everything is not to say like, you can't have that. Cause you're like, you're talking about Jay community that comes with that is super important. And I love it. I'm glad that people have that out. It's better than them, you know, fighting over dumb things like hair color or what side of the water you grew up on. Like that, that stuff is like retarded, you know, and just doesn't get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if being controlled manner, that's great. But the problem is I feel like a lot of people, they just try to, find like Victor Frankl said, if a man cannot find meaning, he will distract himself with pleasure. And I feel like a lot of people are trying to live out their fantasy through these people. You know, it's just like, oh I could have, you know, made that throw as well. Like it's like this uh what is it, Monday morning quarterbacking or whatever you call it. You know, it's just like yeah. well Aaron Rodgers or whoever just did that throw and I'm so far out of the loop when it comes to players and sports or whatever. I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is still playing. Like, I'm just like, the last time I saw a football game was probably 2013, I want to say. So I'm like way behind. Um, But I just, I feel like a lot of people need to realize that stages of life come and go. And, you know, for me, it's like, okay, sports are fine. I'm glad people have them. But now for me, I'm trying to figure out, okay, who am I as a person and how can I better Uh, support the people around me and it's not by watching sunday night football you know it it, that doesn't bring any benefit to my family level but again that's just my journey that i'm on Sure, you know and i just i pray for all people i really do i every day i pray that all people will live virtuous fulfilling loving peaceful lives but at the end of the day we all have to walk that journey on our own i i don't want to be a right-wing dictator or just a dictator in general and be like this is the way that you have to do it and that not to Bring it back to p- politics, but that is my big criticism with r- right leaning people is that they're just like, well, and left people do this as well. You know, if we were in charge, it'd all be good. But specifically, from the right leaning people who are religious, you know, particularly the Christian, you know, uh frame, they tend to think, well, if only we had political leaders in charge that were, you know, Christians of fill in the blank denomination, then we wouldn't have all these problems with liberalism and wokeism and yada 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 and i'm like i i don't think like that if that was a reality at some point that ship has gone and went like it's gone it's never coming back right more likely you will actually get a real fascistic dictator that will come down and you know uh repress a lot of these woke people and that's not going to end the way you think it. it's It's going to like like you said earlier like everybody thinks like oh i was a king or some goddess back and it's like no you weren't you're a slave more likely you'll be a foot soldier who's dying in the trenches you know or getting capped by your neighbor with some high point or whatever you're not going to be this you know maximus decimus meridius you know leading legions against the the germanic people like that's i'm sorry that's not a reality um so just again going back to stoicism focus on yourself focus on your community and you know take pleasures where you can yes but at the end of the day there are more important things that's that's all i just want to say By that i think that that's well put
0: and i you know to get to your point about politics and as far as like those you know like if we just had you know leaders who were you know christians of whatever stripe um the, the world would be a better place the country a better place could you find me one that besides bernie sanders who isn't a christian nancy pelosi nancy pelosi's a christian okay chuck schumer's a jew Okay. So that's two. Um, Mitch McConnell, he's a Christian, right? Uh, Joe Biden is a Catholic Christian, right? They're they're all, you're all going to tell you how God has had a huge influence on their lives and whether it's genuine or not, uh, that's up to you to decide. Um, And as far as like, when we're talking to people about this, and we're going to bring it back to the red pill, I think it's important the delivery in which we approach people. When you approach people, how I approach people, I can be quite belligerent when I hear stupid ideas. Angel knows this. As soon as I hear something that's fully retarded, I'm like, guys, this I can't abide by this.
1: Mm-hmm. It's and-
0: hard. It's hard to keep. We have to again. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring Mr. Tolkien in here. Be careful not to use the tongue of Mordor when you're talking to people instead of saying this is, you know, fucking stupid, you're retarded, unless it's really earned like we're going to ban assault rifles, you're retard and moving on, we're not even going to have the discussion, but when you're having somebody who is per, per, potentially really having a moment where they're they're, they're questioning something. And they're asking questions or they're at least having their ideas challenged, but in a manner that's um, healthy, healthy and fruitful. Like, you know, having a a constructive discussion using the tongue of Mordor is not how to go about it. You have to not use threatening language and the language of power and the language of fear. Just say, okay, well, you know what I think is bad here is X, Y and Z. This is what I think is good here, ABC. You know, how do you feel about that? When we start, because when you become like, you know, when you become combative and say, well, all ideas are fucking terrible because I'm I'm an anarchist, let's say. And I think, well, of course you do. Of course you do. It's built into the program that all that shit is terrible. Okay. Like I said, with conservatives and the reason why I feel a lot of us have more in common with them, they're not trying to disarm me. Most of them anyway. Some of them, yes, but most of them aren't. And most of them are like, I don't think my kid should you know, be 10 years old and be able to chop his cock off because he thinks he's a lady without talking to me first. I-, I feel like I have more common ground with that person than I do with somebody who's like, you know, children need to decide for themselves. Neighbor, no, they don't. Okay? Adults have to be right every single fucking time. Kids get the, uh, the, the benefit of getting shit wrong. All the way up until they're 18 plus extra years. That's why they're children, right? That's why they're kids. But approaching them not using the language of Mordor is very important. Because if we're going to have a constructive conversation and red pill people saying, because the red pill, and that's not necessarily is a conversion pill, it's not you take this, no, no, no. This is the first step. You're saying, you know what actually I don't I don't know if the government's really useful at all oh why do you think that I mean I know why I think that instead of saying you're goddamn right it of course you've been retarded your whole fucking life we've been trying to tell you we've all had bad ideas we have all had bad that was part of the post that was in the in the Substack for Lake Erie Currents we have all had ba- some ideas are worse than others I understand that but
2: everybody's had bad ones yeah. okay Think about my high school, how cringe I was. Like I I had a fail where I was just like, um, (laughs) God, I feel so embarrassed just saying it, but it was basically like, hello, you've reached LA. Sorry I could answer the phone right now, but I'm going to leave you with this. You got to remember, God bless America, level the Middle East and let's all just be freedom, love and patriots. And that's how it ended. And I I look back at that. I'm like, (laughs) oh my God. Like, why didn't nobody tell me that I was the biggest bootlicker etc like it's just like yes like you said we all change and grow but some people I just feel like they never change and grow like you talked yeah. about earlier I think it was before we started recording how uh, people like haven't read a book after they graduated high school Right. you know I've, I've read a similar thing where it's like people after the age of 30 have never or 95% of people after the age of 30 have never sprinted again another day in their life it's like people have just been told by their parents the teacher the coach whatever and then they finish high school I'm like okay now they're in pilot mode and it's just it's just sad you know yeah no that's and that's
0: the danger but getting folks to if you want to break somebody's programming and if they're questioning the programming attacking them for their bad ideas is not the way to go about it and if you're trying to convert people like it's if you're trying to convince me to go to your religious organization and say okay you're a sinner you're going to hell when you die you're a terrible person Please come here. I'm like, well, you're talking to me like this already. I don't even want to hang out with you. You're being an asshole. You're being an asshole, right? Because your shit's fucked up, too. Everybody's shit's fucked up. Okay. There's levels of it. But to approach somebody from that is using the tongue of Mordor. It's almost coercive. Mm -hmm. um, And which I don't think you're going to get any good results out of that. It's not going to be constructive whatsoever. If you want somebody to join your organization or at least. Entertain your ideas. Let's just start with entertaining your ideas. Not using the tongue of Mordor is definitely a good start. You know, mm-hmm. when somebody's like, "Well, I don't want to vote for this person because you know I don't think they're a good person," but like, you know what? I really agree with you there. Can you think of anybody that's actually a good person that's ran in the last few years? Because you know, when I think about it, I really can't come up with anybody. You know, I think they're all kind of crappy. You know, that's how we start to construct the Now, if somebody comes at you and says, "Right." We're going to take you, the bourgeoisie, put you in camps. And if you don't agree with us, we're going to kill you. We don't have to have a discussion. It's like having a discussion over gun control, right? Or they, they, there is no discussion. We're, we're, we're past that. No, we're not. We're not given an inch. Fuck you. We will use the language of Mordor in this case. Not happening. Because I'm not interested in having a dialogue with somebody who has those nefarious intentions for my rights and freedoms. I'm just, I, I'm not going to have that conversation, but if somebody's questioning things and I want to bring them over, or at least give them a new pair of lenses to see the world, why not try to approach it with a little bit more honey and a little less vinegar? That's the way I think. it I mean, that's to me, I've never had somebody approach me like your ideas are terrible and you're stupid and you should come hang out with me i'm going to be like buddy fuck you man like no you're the retard you know what i'm saying it's just that's how that's how it is um i think it's important to remember that i think it's important to remember that and um i don't know man like i think this was a good conversation once again do you have uh anything else that we want to talk about when it comes to the red pilling communities um i try to take as many notes as i possibly can it's going to be a mess here i'm gonna have to figure this out uh do you have anything else that you wanted to cover?
2: No, I think we've covered everything. Um, I would, I think the last thing I'll say is, you know, um, like we were talking about relationships and family and all that kind of stuff is yes. Making mistakes is important. Like you don't grow without falling down a few times, but don't take your time as that's, there's always going to be more time, you know, you never know what tomorrow brings. And so like, just, talk for personal experience. Like, you know, like I've said several times, I have this amazing girlfriend, you know, I'm going to marry her, you know, I want to make a family with her, but I don't let little things that upset me that she says sometimes or that I do to her. I realize that I don't want to be on my deathbed and think about all these times that I was mad at somebody, you know, whether it's my girlfriend or my dad or brother and be like, why did I choose anger over forgiveness and love? You know, it's like cherish the time you have with the people around you. You know, I call my dad and my mom once a week. My dad, I call them on Thursday. My mom, I call her on Friday. We spend about an hour just talking, you know, call Mm -hmm. the people who matter most to you. Never forget that tomorrow's, you know, not a guarantee. And just uh, choose love and forgiveness over hatred. Now, just to clarify, there are some times where some people need the backhand and need to be put in their place. And, but, you know, if you can't have, direct impact and control over it do your best try not to worry about it and this is coming from a chronic overthinker i spend hours just worrying about the litany of things but at the end of the day just try to remember what you can control and choose love that's that's what i'll say all right
0: well said angel do you have anything else before we conclude today's episode this bonus
1: no i do not
0: all right. Well, I would like to thank you once again. This is two weeks in a row. I've, I think it's pretty rad before it took us like eight months to figure shit out. And now we got two weeks in a row. I feel like I'm, I'm winning the lottery on this one. So we're finally We figured it out. We got it worked out. I'm glad. I'm grateful for the time you've taken to chat with us once again this week. Uh, I enjoyed the conversation and I hope that the listeners uh, do as well. I want to say hi, of course, uh, to Lexi and family. hope everything is going well with you and yours. Uh, Of course, I would like to thank our patrons, uh, all patrons, thank you very much for uh, contributing um, and supporting the show. We genuinely appreciate you. one extra episode every week, and it's $2, not 10 a month. I mean, it depends. If you want to send us a pizza, believe me, if I don't eat it, my kid will eat it. But anyway, I'd like to thank all of our patrons. And of course, our sponsors, of Ray Faber, Fine Art and Design for the Great Lakes, big show coming up, too. In December, Ray is going to have, um, there's a, a judged exhibition that's happening. Uh, if you're interested, there's a post on the Facebook page. Uh, I'm going to be heading there at some point in time uh, to support, uh, support the family cause here. Uh, she's a great, talented artist, and um, she's a big fan of the show, Sponsors the show. So if you have some time to head out that way, check out the Facebook post on Ray's upcoming exhibition. And of course, I'd like to thank Team Mandalore Keeps Cycling very very weird and I paint accents or happy accents other uh, events for I paint Akron are also reposted on our Facebook page if you're interested again you have an opportunity to sip and paint and actually learn from somebody who knows what they're doing and who is a trained artist which I think is very special but ladies and gentlemen we've come to the end of the show Christopher's not here so you're going to have to deal with it the way we do it without him which is not as special but um the holidays are coming up and I'm not talking about Halloween you're going to have a costume on, so if you stink, people aren't really going to know if you hide your identity <coughs> very well. Bless you. Sorry. If you're going to hide your identity very well, they be like, somebody really fucking stinks. It's that guy in the Hulk mask. They're not going to know it's you, but when it comes to Thanksgiving, they're going to know it's you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to help you avoid the pitfalls of pit stink, ass funk, all of that terrible stuff in the dung ditch. Please. Head over to AkronApothecary.com and check out Todd's gay soap. Get your hands on some of that gay soap. Let those gay hands that create this gay soap work its magic on your largest organ. And no, we're not talking about your dick. We're talking about your skin. Please take care of yourself. Think of others. Think of the person next to you on the bus. Think of the person next to you in the classroom. Think of your coworkers. Think of your loved ones or that disgusting orgy you're going to have on Saturday night where you're all wearing peacock feathers. Whatever it is that you do. Think of each other. Look at the face Angel made him. She's like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm not going to that, but maybe somebody else is. Todd's Gay Soap. Check it out, Acrid Apothecary. Make sure that you keep your ass clean. There is no rhyme for this one because I fucked it up the last time because Todd's Gay Soap is soap for that ass. That's as good as I could do, folks. Have a great weekend. Elliot, love you, buddy. Take care of yourself. I'll talk to you every day like we always do. So be good, man. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for the support. Don't forget about the Substack. God bless.
2: Bye. Bye. Love you.